anyway, I might be crazy. I could be totally wrong. I guess there could be a logical explanation for all this, but it's not adding up right now. Something smells fishy. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 117. Not sure if there's going to be a 118, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, I catch you guys up on what we've been up to these last few weeks with our busy travel schedule. We have a quote of the week. We actually have tons of quotes in this episode. And then I respond to several questions and posts that were sent into the pod. And y'all know me. I get on my soapbox. But before we get into that, if you are new to the show, guys, I've got to welcome all of our new listeners. Guys, you guys are finding the show, hearing the show for the first time. Thank you so much for joining. If you are just now joining us, like I said, this is episode 117. You have 116 other episodes to catch up on, so be sure to do that. Um, lots of people like to start. Some people start from the very beginning. They just listen to episode number one and go all the way through. Some people might work their way backwards, but I would start from the beginning. Start from episode number one and work. You hear the evolution of the show. So, um, but guys, new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Most shows, it's me, MB, just shooting the breeze. But it's always fun to have industry leaders who share their stories and their experience with us in the industry. And guys, I am going to be shooting my shot with another big name soon. So wish me luck because I'm going to do it. Hopefully I do. Hopefully I shoot my shot this week and we'll see if we can get them on. Anyway, speaking of shooting my shot, shout out to the homie Claire. Not that I'm shooting my shot with Claire. I'm just saying, like, shout. I shoot my shot and shout out. They kind of sound the same. Well, I say them the same way. Shout out to the homie Claire holding this down on IG. And she's also been posting a few threads as well. So, you know, some of them, some of them are me. Some of them are her. Um, so, yeah, shout out. Check us out on threads, guys. Um, and speaking of shout outs, shout out to my mother, Sheila, Sarah, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Heather Peterson of Flipside, Pablo, representing for all the cheer dads out there, our mate, Michelle, Mike, the lean, mean, coaching machine, Heidi, Adam, Jasmine, Casey, Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Guys, some of you guys need to go. We just had cookies from the Sweet The last two events I went to had cookies from Sweet Miss Bake Shop, so check them out. She's killing it on IG. Shout out to Lauren Clark and our newest supporter, The Juice. Shout out to OJ for supporting the show financially. If you want to help support the show financially, and every dollar goes to your listening, gets invested into the podcast for your listening pleasure, there's a link in the show notes in the description for that. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, 
coaching the athletes and working with the parents and on the other side of the microphone. We don't have B today, guys. It's just me, solo dolo like we did in the very beginning. Without further ado, everyone, make some noise for Jason Larkins. What up, party people? Here we are, episode 117, going old, old school, just doing a solo dolo, no guest, no be more. Um, Just going to talk, just going to talk. For a little bit, and um, you know, we got some good things to talk about this episode. So, um, here we go. The truth is, as we get started, um, first thing that we're going to talk about is, man, I really, honestly, I did not feel like recording an episode this week. Um, been traveling a lot these last two weeks or so. Didn't have a guest already lined up, and, you know, me and B haven't talked in a minute. You know, I've been gone, she's been gone, so, like, we didn't really have something, nothing's really going on. You know, it's the dog days of the summer, right? There's no competitions going on, no, like, crazy news going on, so I was like, ah, you know. I just didn't have, like, the inspiration to go and put together an episode. But, you know, there's um, a quote I like. I guess not really a quote, but just, you know, something. But it goes something like this, that, you know, discipline, like, being disciplined in something isn't about doing it when you want to do it or when you feel the motivation to do it, like going to the gym, right? It's easy to go to the gym when you're motivated to go to the gym that week. You know, like I want to go today. I'm super excited to go to the gym today and go work out or get in shape or whatever. But I always tell the athletes, like it's it's super easy to want to be motivated in June, right? You get your new team or in May, right? You're on your new team. Maybe it's a new level for you, but you have new teammates, right? And it's super exciting those first couple of weeks. And I said, but guys, it's super easy to be motivated and to come to practice right now in May and in June. But eventually that like enthusiasm wears off and it's about still being able to attack every single practice as we get into August, right? Or as we get into the middle of the comp season, right? It's super easy to be motivated for practices as we're leading up to NCA or as we're leading up to Summit or Spirit Sports or whatever big competitions we go to. But what it's really about, what separates the best teams in our industry or the best programs in our industry or the best people who are successful in life, is that they do it even though they don't want to do it. And, yeah, I I didn't want to pod this week. I should take a week off, right? But although I wish I was this disciplined in some other areas of my life, you know, I made it a – this is something I don't want. I've I've been on a a streak of putting out an episode. I remember distinctly – last, not this past summit, 2023, but 2022, I remember bringing my microphone 
to Summit and recording an episode there and being like, dude, like of all the weeks when I could have missed, I didn't miss this that week. And we haven't missed a week since. We've been on the grind since. So I wanted to keep that streak alive and keep it going. But um, so that's the first thing, right? You know, it's about doing things when you, even when you don't feel like doing it, right? Um, but we'll um, we'll hop into this recap real quick. Um, what we've been up to, like I said, I've been traveling a lot these last few weeks. We are just on the Fourth of July break, right? So, and then before that, we we're traveling before that too. So. I said this last pod, but we were at the conference. We went to the Next Gen Conference. Had a blast there. I already told Shelly that I will be speaking. I invited myself. I was like, Shelly, I will be speaking at next year's conference. I only did three topics. I did crucial conversations, basically how to have hard conversations um, you know, in the gym. And you have to be able to have hard conversations with you know, your staff or the families or the athletes. Um, or whoever you have to have hard conversations with. So I did that, which was the new one, the one I've never actually presented before. So that was the one I did. And then I did um, Rethinking Practices, which is one of my favorite ones to do. And I did Cheer A to Z. So Rethinking Practice and Cheer A to Z are like super fun. They're a lot of fun to present on. And so did all three of those. Shelly only asked me to do three things originally. And then as the conference grew, I should have been like, hey, Shelly, I have like, I got, I got more that I can do, but I didn't tell her until like the day before the conference. So next summer, I told her, I will be speaking again. I will be doing all six of my topics. And uh, who knows, by then maybe I'll challenge myself and come up with, you know, topics seven and eight. But yeah, I had a really good time at Next Gen. Um, really cool to meet so many different coaches. I just, I, I always have a, a great time at conferences. So, a lot of really good stuff I got from there. Um, let's see what else happened. Um, went to, so from the conference, flew back home. And then that day we flew home, I did a coach's clinic. Shout out to West Coast Icons. So, you know, they came down and we did a little coach's clinic with West Coast Icons. That was a ton of fun. We had a blast. So, Shout out to Charlotte. We had, we had a really good time and um, really cool chatting with them and just sharing different ideas on, like, you know, how we do things at American and just, you know, it was really cool to have them come down. And then I was I was checking in on them and just saying, hey, you know, good luck at practices this week. And so, oh, we're actually off this week. We had practice last week. But things were great, you know, huge difference in the kids. And just in our practices in general. So I was, I was really happy to hear that. So West Coast Icons, best of luck this upcoming season. But from there, did the two-day coaches clinic, did practice at American, and then straight from there flew to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, as I mentioned in the last episode. But And it's just always a blast to go out to Sioux Falls. Um, they just... It's just such a great program, and the, the, and I'm I'm honestly saying this. This is my honest opinion. I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm saying this for real. I have never seen a program with as good of like positive culture as I've seen at Dakota Spirit. Like from obviously the owners 
to the coaches, to the athletes, even the parents in the lobby. It's just such a positive environment, and especially like inside of the gym. Like they just have such a great positive environment and positive culture. I just absolutely love it. And I've never seen another program be able to to come close to that. And it, it's really, you know, I go and I, you know, we go and we teach our skills and, you know, we, um, you know, teach them grips and stunts and, and, you know, we'll bounce ideas, um, off of them. But when I, all I leave there always like, man, we got to have a, like, how can we get that from them? Like that positive culture, um, and bring that back to our program. They just, you know, no one, Honestly, it's the best program I've ever seen ever. And so if you're a part of Dakota Spirit, I know we have some uh, DS listeners out there. Just know that you guys you just have a really special program. Um, straight from Sioux Falls, flew to Nagadoshes, Texas, where Stephen F. Austin State University is located, also known as my alma mater. And we had our LCLM reunion so lclm um basically is oh i guess a lot of you guys would know this because you guys all probably watch the cheer document not documentary but show on netflix um lclm was basically our you know fraternity type thing for sfa cheer so again lots of you guys watched um the netflix show on navarro and they talked about fio fmu and so LCLM is the equivalent for SFA, SFA Cheers LCLM is the equivalent of Navarro's FIO FMU or Trinity Valley CCFC. Um, and so once you become, you know, an SFA cheerleader and you go through initiations, you become LCLM. And LCLM started in 1991. So it was a reunion for all LCLMers. And, you know, so people literally from the 91 class were there all the way up until members of of the current team. So it was super cool. Uh, they did a tour of the campus. We missed the tour of the campus the first day. Or no, the first day wasn't the tour of campus. Um, the first day everyone just met up at some restaurant, but we missed that. We were still in uh, Sioux Falls that night when everyone met up at whatever. So I'm not really sure what they did that night. But the next day in the morning, they did like a tour of the campus and we needed to sleep in because we didn't get to Nacogdoches until like two or three in the morning. It was like really early when we got there. So we slept in, but they had practice. We went and practiced with the the current team members who were in town. And so it was cool. Got to go. You know, I walked in and we came in a little bit late. So we walked into like, a, you know, practice started at like 11. I think we got there like 1130-ish or so. And so it was really cool to walk in and just see – but all of, I don't say all of my old teammates, but it was really cool to see so many of my old teammates and people who I literally haven't seen since, you know, I graduated, right? And so it was really cool to see all of them. And then just to, you know, laugh and relive memories and do everything. And, you know, that was a really, really good time. And the one thing I want to do is I really... You know, I, I, this is a challenge for myself is to keep going back to things like that. But I really want to challenge all of you guys to, you know, reach out to 
your old friends and, you know, maybe people you went to college with or high school with or, you know, just whoever, like reaching out to your old friends. Um, Someone had said I had cheered with a teammate named Schmeg, Megan O'Connor, who passed away um, probably about 10 years ago or so. And, right, this is a girl I cheered with. And, again, like I said, she passed away about 10 years ago. And I remember when, like, after the funeral, people had posted um, just, like, photos from the funeral on Facebook. And someone had commented, like, it was so great to see everyone, but I, I wish we were able to see each other like not because of a funeral, right? Like I wish we were able to get together and hang out and, you know, outside of funeral, not outside of funerals, but I wish this wasn't the only reason that all of us were able to stop life and come together, right? And like catch up. So, you know, I just like always thought about that. Like, man, yeah, that's right. Like, you know, we always wait until, a tragedy happens to like pause life and then like get together, you know? And, you know, I've been to plenty of funerals and you go and there's always a point where like you're, you're grieving. Right. And, and you're like really sad, but like the kind of the funeral, um, kind of passes and you're still like at the funeral, like not at the funeral, but you're still like there celebrating that person's life. But then you start talking to your old friends and then you start laughing, right? And you're remembering old times. You're like, man, it was good. To, it was good to really hang out with all of you guys, right? And it's so, it's so sad that a lot of these times, a lot of these good times are only brought together or only happen because of you know the passing of of another friend. And I just feel like we should make a more intentional effort to have those good times and to make those memories without it being caused by a, you know, a tragedy, right? Like, you know, someone's life being cut short. Um, straight from there, came back to Bakersfield, California. Celebrated the 4th of July. So happy birthday, America. That was a good time. So we're just in Bakersfield for the one day for the 4th of July. And then Joey is turning three in about a week. And um, so we went and celebrated. Actually, less than a week now. Um, so we went to Disneyland and had a blasty blast with Joey in celebration for her third birthday. Now, unpopular opinion, guys. Disneyland is a blast with Joey. I guess that's a popular opinion. We'd all agree with that. Disneyland is a blast with Joey, and it's a blast when you have little kids because you get to see Disney through their eyes, and, you know, she she just sees Donald and Goofy, and we took pictures with Spider-Man and Daisy and Minnie and Mickey, right? We're taking pictures of all the characters, right? And it's just a blast to do that, and we go on rides. Joey went on her first roller coaster i think it was like the gadget coaster in like toon toontown or toontown maybe and you know she had a blast on that roller coaster. i can't believe they let her on that thing um i'm like man this is 
a real, I mean, it's not a real, real roller coaster, but like if you're two years old, you know, she's not three yet. <laughs> you know, go on that thing. It was crazy. But, you know, it. here's the unpopular opinion. Um, Like grown adults going to Disneyland and like, not like sightseeing, but like enjoying the rides. Like the rides at Disneyland are so whack. They are so whack. Like, you know, it's it's always I've always like when we go, we go to like Small World or whatever. We get on the ride, and I see like just two regular adult, like in their twenties or thirties, like getting on. It's a Small World. I'm like, this can't be like riveting for you, right? You're just sitting in a boat going in a circle, you know, and. I don't know. So it just cracks me up um, to see like regular adults without kids getting on some of these rides at Disneyland and like enjoying themselves. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe um, again, unpopular opinion. So, you know, that's just me. But anyway, we're going to get to a break. And when we come back, we'll hop into our quote of the week let's get it and we are back so we're gonna get into our quotes of the week so i thought about this um like i said been traveling been busy been doing all this stuff and haven't been able to make it out to the range haven't been able to hit any golf balls lately right and so i went on couple days ago not too long ago and and this after all this traveling right this after all the traveling after disney after everything i just recapped you on went to the range hit some balls and i was absolutely terrible i was like man what am i doing i had zero clue i was just like man this is just i am awful at this and eventually i got my groove back but it reminded me of this quote, which I am almost positive I've said this on the pod before because it is one of my favorite quotes. And I tell it to the kids all the time, but it's a such it was such a good reminder of why we need to make sure we have that we're at practice and that we practice consistently, like consistent practice. Um, and here's the quote. If I don't practice for one day, I notice. If I don't practice for two days, my wife notices. And if I don't practice for three days, the world notices. And I tell that to the kids all of the time, just about having consistent practices because it takes so long to like build up skills. But once you stop practicing, it, it goes by so quickly. So just a quick reminder, you know, to those, well, to everyone, right, about having, being at practice, being at practice consistently, making sure um, that you're there, because it just, it goes away so quickly. It takes so long to actually build up, and it goes away like that. So, you know, for whoever needed to hear that, there you go. So now we're going to get into our sounds like that question of the week. We have several questions 
of the week coming up right here. So it sounds like that question of the week. Guys, this is um I know this is at least the third podcast in a row where I've said Casey. Oh, maybe I didn't say it last time because uh I can't remember if I said it last time. Maybe I did. I think it is third podcast in a row. Casey Marlowe, you're being paged. Time for you to come on the pod, man. Time for you to come on the pod. Sounds like that. Stop having whack music. Guys, stop having whack music. Go to soundslikethat.com. Order your music. Tell them the Let's Talk to Your Podcast sent you. And yeah, here we go. So we have several questions I'm going to try to answer. And uh, we'll make it happen. So our first question of the week. How do you get your kids to perform? This is... Oh, and if you want to send in a question, there's a link in the show notes. Link in the description, and it says submit a question of the week. Or you can go, if you're like on Instagram, like, ah, it's too hard for me. Someone told me they couldn't find anything in our show notes one time. So if that's too hard for you, go to our Instagram. If you go to our Instagram and click the link in the bio, that link in that bio, one of the one of those tabs says like submit a question of the week. So here we go. And we try to answer as many as we can. So how do you get your athletes to perform? So this is one of those questions that it's one of the most frequently asked questions that people will ask me. But you know, how do you get your kids to perform like that? Like how do you make that happen? So there's a couple of things I will touch on when it gets athletes talk about getting athletes to perform. Um the first thing if your athletes just aren't performing uh, it might be that whatever skills they have in their routine are just simply too hard for them, right? Um, so here's what happens. When athletes have to focus on the technique of a particular skill, it it, it just takes up too much processing capacity. And they don't, they don't have the ability to think about anything else. So if they're doing TikToks and the TikTok isn't consistent, the only thing, and we'll just say the flyer, the only thing the flyer's thinking about is, is how to execute the TikTok. She's thinking about replacing her foot or she's thinking about pointing her toe or she's thinking about, you know, all these different things. And she doesn't have, she literally just doesn't have the ability to, to perform because her brain, like all of the processing capacity, the cognitive functions are all focused on the technique of the stunt. So what you need to do is basically the athletes need to simply just do more reps where the stunt goes from being conscious on their brain, right? It needs to go from being a conscious skill to a subconscious skill. It needs to happen in the background, now, when I tie my shoe, the example I always give, I've been tying my shoe since I was, you know, however old. And because I've been doing that forever, that happens in the background. Anytime I tie my shoe, that happens in the background. I'm able to carry a conversation or able to do a, you know, a math problem or able to do whatever like I can do two things at once tie my shoe which happens subconsciously and then I am able to do whatever I put my mind to after that which would be you know holding a conversation or, or doing you know whatever and the same thing with with the athletes 
when the athletes have to consciously think about the skill they are doing, then they don't have the ability to do, to perform. So you need to, one, either they need to do a, a skill that, well, they need to do a skill that happens at the subconscious. And the only way to do skills that happen at the subconscious level is to do more reps and more reps and more reps and more reps and more reps until it becomes subconscious and they never have to think about it. Once it becomes subconscious and they never have to think about it, then they have the ability to perform and to be creative, right? And so I want you to think about when you get your best ideas. Some of your best ideas come while you're driving or while you're doing the dishes or while you're taking a shower. These things that are, you know, folding clothes, these things that happen at the subconscious level that you don't actually have to think about and you have time or the pro- the the processing capacity to actually be creative. That's when some of your best ideas, oh man, I hey, I was on I was on my way to the gym. And I had this great idea. Hey, I was taking a shower today. I had this great idea, right? Some of your best ideas come during those things when you have the ability to actually think, right? And so if we give our athletes, if the athletes have done plenty of reps of the skill, that will allow them to do the skill at the subconscious level, which will allow them to therefore perform. The other thing that we do, which is a more practical answer, I guess, um, is that we have it like just a part of our practices that the athletes are going to perform. And so we'll play games like this is like one of my favorite games. Um, I guess I call it King of the Hill. Um, But we'll pick a spot on the floor that is like the spot. Um, Sometimes it's usually the group all the way to the left, but sometimes it's the group all the way in the center. And let's say, let's just say it's the group all the way to the left. Um, That means the group all the way to the left is the group doing, you know, is the number one spot. And the group just to their right is number two. And the group just to their left is number three, all the way down to the group all the way to the right. And that group would be, you know, in last place, right? And so we'll just play a game and go, hey, guys, we're looking for the best performers. And so when we see uh, a group, you know, bases included that are performing, we'll move them over and they'll move another spot to the left. And when we see another group outperform another group, then they'll move, you know, to the left. And so we'll keep switching. And so it keeps the athletes, you know, when we're stunting, especially when we're doing like the easiest stunts um, or like during our warm up, right, when the stunts are really, really easy for them. Um, it just gets ingrained in them that they know how to perform and not waiting until competition day to actually figure out how to perform. It's just a part of, you know, the culture of everyday practice that we're going to be a team that performs and, you know, performs and does those sorts of things. So anyway, yeah. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and we still have a couple of more couple more things we're going to talk about. So we'll go ahead and get to a break right now. And then when we come back from the break, we will uh, attack a couple of more 
questions that you guys sent in. And we are back. So these next two things aren't really questions that were sent in, but one of them was sent in, but wasn't really sent in as a question. And this was just a conversation I had that, you know, just sparked some ideas that I wanted to bring up on the pod. So um, I had posted on our IG a question. Oh, um, does the summit give out too many or is varsity giving out too many bids to the summit or is the summit, I guess, whatever, however we want to look at it. Does the summit give out too many bids or not enough bids? And it was on our story. It was also on our threads. So if you want to follow us on threads, feel free to follow us there. Let's talk to your podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm laughing because uh, everyone's like really in love with threads. And I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, I was like, really? Another social media platform? Like, do I really have another social media platform? Like, I, I downloaded Lemon 8. <laughs> I posted two things. And I'm like, I'm just not feeling it. And I like, I, I stopped. I still had notifications on there. But, you know, I just was just like thinking like another social media platform. Threads definitely looks like it has a lot more potential than Lemon 8. But, um... And someone had told me to download another um, app. What app was it? Like Jibber Jabber or something? Maybe that. Maybe I made that up. Hold on. I can find it. I can find it because I remember who told me to download. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a sec. What did he tell me to download? Uh, Clapper. Have you gotten Clapper yet? Um, no, what's that? This is when everything, when, you know, they're talking about banning TikTok. It's like, oh, you need to get, you need to get a clapper. That's where everyone's going to be. Okay. <laughs> so I, I did not download clapper, but I did get lemonade. And, um, anyway, so then, but threads, anyway, I'm on threads now. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, However, I did post this question on threads. So the summit, are they giving out too many bids? Not enough bids. And it was a reply box, not like a not like a poll. So people could actually like give their response, like how they actually felt. And someone had said, I'm not gonna say their name, but someone had said they should only you should only be able to win a bid in the state that you are from, which, if I can keep it real, and I did say this, well, I didn't say this exactly, but this is how I feel. That is ridiculous. I was like, that's that's just ridiculous. There's no way that would even fly anywhere. And I replied, um, well, you know that not every state that offers cheerleading has bid events. Right? Like, I'm just making this up off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure there's all-star cheerleading in the state of Montana. I do not think there's any bid events in the state of Montana. Right? Um, so, right, you know, what What are the kids, what are the poor cheerleaders in Montana supposed to do? Or in, I don't know, New Mexico. I actually don't think there's bid events in South Dakota. I think South Dakota has to travel out of state for all of their bid events. I think. 
I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they have to travel out of state for all their big events. Right. So I was like, that's just, you know, that, that wouldn't work at all. Right. And so they replied and, you know, long, long reply and basically said this at the end, which is really what I want to talk about. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, they kind of explain their, their point of view on this. But what, and actually, this is, I knew this is why they brought this up. Like, as soon as they said you should only be able to win a bid in your own state, I knew exactly why they felt this. Because you only feel that way because someone from a different state came and took your bid, right? Or, you know, the bid that you thought was yours. And so I knew that was the the reason why you'd bring that up. And I'm like, but that, that wouldn't work anyway. Um, but watching big names with more than 10 teams at one location come in and take over and our small area competitions has not been the greatest to deal with, especially because Varsity wants to keep them happy. And so there's a couple things. It was really that varsity wants to keep them happy statement that i really wanted to um you know just talk about on the pod um and i did reply with this i replied to some other things but i replied to this specifically um varsity is not trying to keep big gyms happy varsity is trying to keep varsity happy um and so first, you know, varsity trying to keep big gyms happy. Um, and so here's what I'll say about that. Uh, the first thing, uh, you know, the biggest gyms, I, I think there's this, I see this a lot on coaches pages and, or, or you know, or comments I'll just get, you know, from having the podcast that smaller gyms feel like every rule or change that's made in the industry is rigged just to you know destroy the small gym and and it, you know I get on ASGA and it's just like oh you know you have to do this. Ah, they don't care about small gyms. Like, you know, this happens. You have to wear pink bows to competitions from now on. Ah, that's going to kill us small gyms. You don't understand what it's like. And so, you know, and it's, it's like you don't – the biggest gyms in our industry are not happy with varsity, right? Like, I don't want to say they're not happy. Like, they're – like all really really mad at varsity but you know the big gyms in our industry like the biggest gym not just big gyms but the biggest gyms in our industry you know have their gripes against Var like literally the biggest right um uh cheer athletics you know and, I, and these are things i have seen with my own eyes that they that the biggest gyms in the country have levied harsh harsh criticism against varsity whether it's about you know the rising prices of competitions or 
or the way the summit has been handled these last few years, um, you know, about the score sheet or about when rules get released, not rules get released, when score sheets have been released or even rules, if we want to talk about USASF, um, have been released. And I, and I see it so much. And, you know, the other thing to think about, like so many gyms have just straight left you know, the summit, right? Um, I'm pretty sure Brandon All-Stars, right? One of the biggest gyms in the country. You know, I was talking to Shay. They have stupid amount of kids right now. I'm just like, that's a, it's crazy. Um, in like just one location, right? Not talking about franchise locations. Just one, like their main location, right? Um, I'm pretty sure he could, you know, he'll correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure they're not taking teams to summit anymore. I know that Top Gun Miami, at least last season, didn't take any teams to the summit. Um, you know, again, one of the biggest gyms in the country. I know that California All Stars. I remember. I know they took teams to summit this year, but I know they had uh, you know a great grip of teams go to All Star Worlds, and and all these teams are going to All Star, or all these programs going to All Star Worlds, right? So, for you know, World Cup, you know, Freehold, New Jersey, right? The main location, All-Star Worlds. So, again, the biggest gyms in our country, I've seen levy harsh criticism against varsity. And then some or if not or or different of the those gyms I just named of the biggest gyms in our country, you know, just pulling their programs from varsity events and just going, you know, the All-Star Worlds direction, right? So – Apparently, they're not keeping the big gyms happy because they're going, you know, to these other places and trying out other um, competition opportunities, right? Um, the one thing I will say that big gyms have or why they have their opinion more readily heard, it wouldn't – it's not because of favoritism. But just because the biggest gyms in the country have been around the longest, right? It takes a while to grow your gym to a big size. And when you grow your gym to a big size, and because you've been around for a long time, you're able to build relationships, right? Relationships get built over time and trust gets built over time. And when, you know, um, California All-Stars, right? They've been around, you know, they're t about probably 20 years or so they've been around. Um, So Jeff and Tanaz have seen it all and, you know, they have trusted voices. They've, they, they've, they've seen it all in the industry, have been around forever, and they've been able to build relationships in the last, well, 20 years of owning the gym, not to mention the time they were in the industry prior to them owning the gym, Right. Top Gun's been around for, you know, 30 years, right? And so they would just be more readily, I don't say listened, listened to, but, you know, this happened, um, you know, during COVID. When COVID happened, all the gym owners in California, everyone's on a Facebook group page, right? And we're like, you know, it's like California – Gym owners group page, right? Look it up. Don't look it up. 
parents don't look it up um but during covid right everyone doesn't know like what's gonna like what are we doing like we had zero clue what was happening and we looked to tanaz from california all-stars and becky from cheer force right the two ogs in california the elder statesmen or elder stateswomen in california and we looked to them for guidance because you know, although they hadn't seen COVID before, they were the ones who we all, tr- who were the, again, the OGs in the game in California. So I think the only thing that like the biggest gyms like really have when it comes to like their voices being heard is that they have, that they're trusted because of all of their experience, right? All their experience and they, they're just, they've just been here. So they're familiar faces, right? You know, when I have ideas that I, you know, hey, I'm thinking about this, you know, I'll go to our, our oldest family, you know, the families who've been in the gym the longest, not because of favoritism, but because they've just been here with us. We've built a relationship, we've built trust. And I want to hear what they have to say as, people who've been in the gym for a long time, right? Like I I just wouldn't go to our brand new prep families and ask, I mean, there might be some things I I ask their opinion on, but, you know, there's other things I want to hear where I value the opinion of our families who've been with us, you know, the longest and kind of know, like, well, you know, remember, like, way back in the day, we, you know, went to Arizona? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You know, they'll give me their opinion on, you know, Arizona compared to Dallas compared to Nashville because they've been, you know, they, they've seen all these different, you know, iterations of of the program. Uh, the other thing I want to bring up with the, uh, you know, varsity is trying to keep, you know, the, the big gym happy is guys, I say this, I know I say this all the time, but we have got to stop blaming other people for our problems. Just simply be better, for real. Just be better, right? And I just feel like we're always blaming other, and this is just us as people, in the world, but we just blame other people for our problems and say, well, this happened because of this and this happened because of this, you know, and just be better, right? Oh, my gym isn't growing, right? If your gym isn't growing and you're stuck at however many kids, take a marketing class, right? Go sign up for marketing. I'm sure, you know, you could take marketing for free on YouTube. You can buy marketing books. You could spend money on Facebook ads. You know, I'm so impressed with um, with Vancouver All-Stars. We were there um, within this last month. We went to Vancouver, and I could not believe how many athletes they have there. Like, it's it's an obscene amount of athletes. And I remember her saying something about, you know, she's just proud of herself. Like, can you believe we have this many kids in our gym? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. She's like, yeah, and we're in, we're in Vancouver, Canada, Canada, which might seem like kind of like what, you know, it's, it's a big major city. 
But I remember her saying, people don't even know what cheerleading is in Canada, right? They had to introduce the sport to the region, right? Like cheerleading is as American as apple pie, right? Every boy wants to play football in America. Every little girl wants to be a cheerleader, right? And that's just, you know, cheerleading, again, cheerleading is as American as apple pie, right? It's not that way in Canada, although the sport is growing in Canada. But she was just like, you know, we had the, no one even knows what cheerleading is out here. So she had to introduce the sport to the market and, ha- and you know, and she didn't let that stop them from growing, you know, to as many teams as they have. South Dakota, I don't want to say South Dakota, but Spirit, Spirit, <laughs> Dakota Spirit. I just learned this fun fact. They don't have, a million people in the whole state. There's half a million people in Bakersfield. They don't have a million people in the entire state. And they have a thriving gym. Thriving gym. Right? And so, you know, quote I really like. Um, everyone is self-made. Right? We hear about like self-made millionaires. Um, everyone is self-made, but only successful people admit it. Whoo, that's a bar. That's a bar. So guys, your life, your program is exactly the way it is because of you. I remember Les Stella said this. Um, he basically said the same thing that I'm saying right now. I remember him saying like, he's like, yeah, if you switched with, if you and your staff, Right, he's talking to owners. If you and your staff, you guys all switched with with World Cup, right? You moved from wherever you live, and you moved to Freehold, New Jersey, and everyone in Freehold moved to you know wherever you live. Um, you wouldn't become World Cup. You'd become the gym that you are right now, and they would move to let's just say uh, I don't know wherever. Um, I don't want I don't want to say a, a city and then someone gets offended. I think I'm talking about them. Um, oh, there's a Springfield everywhere. Springfield, Missouri. Um, you know, World Cup would pop up in Springfield, Missouri. Like that'd be the hub of of great cheerleading. Would be in Springfield, Missouri. You know, so and John Davenport said the same thing. He was talking about kitty cats, right? Um, youth level one, and how you know we're gonna probably he said it in the pod. But he's talking about how they're going to practice and they're going to go from, you know, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And he'll say like other he was talking about how other coaches that he works with, like other youth programs will go, oh, our kids can never do that. And he's like, no, it's not an option. Like, this is what we do. We're doing, you know, this is the standard that we have and they're going to do it. And, you know, the kids just go, yeah, this, this is what we do. And so I remember seeing um. I remember going, uh, shout out to Coach Troy. I remember going to one of his practices one time because they were in a different location than us. And I just remember watching them practice and how hard they practice. And I just remember thinking like, man, these kids have a lot more in the tank than I'm giving them credit for. Well, I watched them practice and I was so impressed with how hard they were practicing that I realized I wasn't pushing our athletes enough at practice. And I was like, man, these kids, our kids in general are a lot stronger 
than I give them credit for after watching what they just did, you know? And so, anyway, be better. Let's go. All right, uh, should we get to a break? I think we're going to do one more break. We'll get to one more break, and we'll come back. I have one more, one more question that was – it wasn't a question that was sent in. I'm just – they sent it in, and we'll respond to that. So let's get to a break. And we are back. So this was not a question, but it was submitted to the question of the week link. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. I think I'm going to read it. We'll see. I'm not sure if I'll stop at different parts or I'll read it all the way through and then talk about it. Um, Here we go. It's a long one. So brace yourself. This is regarding episode 108. I just had, all caps, to say something. We tried out for three gyms, y'all. It had nothing to do with flying. My daughter was on prep for five years. Now, real quick, um, I saw this quote earlier. Actually, we've all heard this before. If you don't tell lies, then you don't have to remember what you said. So I don't have to remember what I said because I know how I think. And I know that this is my answer. I don't, you know, I don't, you, you can go back and, and test me on episode 108. But the reason why people try out at more than one gym, right? Two gyms, is because there are the two reasons. Because they want to be on the higher level. They're, gonna, they're trying to find out which team they make the higher level or which program they get placed on the higher level, right? If I make the higher level, wherever they make the higher level, that's where they're going to go. Or is because they want to fly. Some families will take the lower level if they're going to fly at the other gym but be on the level two instead of be on the higher levels level three. Then they'll take the level two because they want to fly, right? But those are the two reasons why people try out two gyms. Now, there are other, other exceptions but for the most part, by and large, that's why people try out two gyms. I'll give one, you know, we had a family here at American. Um, they moved to Texas, right? And they're trying to figure out what gym was going to be the best fit for them, right? And so they went and vetted multiple gyms. And, you know, they vetted multiple gyms and they were trying to choose between that, you know, what gym are we going to be a part of the vetting process? But my opinion, if you're already a part of a gym, right, and you know exactly who they are, you know, their, their, their pros and their cons, their ups, their downs, right, you know who they are, you try out for them, and at the same time, you try out at another gym, you're only doing that because you want to find out which program is going to place you in a higher level or you're trying to figure out which program is going to let you fly or do – it's usually fly. But, you know, th- those are the two reasons, right? I, I've seen it too many times. You, you really can't tell me otherwise. Um, but here we go. So uh, this is regarding episode 108. I just had to say something. We tried out for three gyms. It had nothing to do with flying. 
My daughter was on a prep team for five years at the same gym. Now has all level two tumbling clean, clean, all caps, and all three splits. <laughs> you know, I always laugh at um, <laughs> uh, people always tell me they have their splits and I'm like, all right, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> I have a splits. Awesome. Ready. Um, we participated in our original gym's tryouts, but our old gym allows people with money to get what they want if they complain. Then she named their gym. I'm not going to name their gym. Um, I'm just trying to decide if I'm going to. I, I want to stop here. Stop. The gym she named. I know this gym. They're a really good gym. They're really good. They're really good. Um, we've competed against them. They're not in California. Um, but we've competed against them before. Um, and they are a solid program. When I see them on the... Um, when I have seen them on a competition schedule, I go, okay, they're going to be good. This is going to be a good... A good team, right? Uh, and I know they had a team that won Summit like four years in a row. So this is a good program. And so it's hard, again, it's hard for me to believe that the program lets parents influence major decisions like let's let's parents with money influence major decisions like what team athletes are going to be on and still be able to have a great competitive product it's really hard to do those things because just because you have money doesn't mean you have talent right and it's just hard for me to believe that they had a team you know it's a, it's it's really hard to try to remain competitive while you're playing favorites. That's just, you know, it. Um, first gym uh, tried out in tandem. Name the other gym. Wanted to move her down to novice exhibition after one week of tryouts. So we left. She just came off winning mini prep 1.1 season. Or a winning mini. <laughs> she just came off a winning mini prep 1.1 season. Um, so this, this, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Here's what I just heard. That this girl, this daughter, I could be wrong. I'm just letting you know my opinion. From what I'm hearing. I'm not buying it. Just my opinion, not buying it. She has all of her level two tumbling clean, all caps. I was okay with she was on a prep team for five years. And then she has all of her level two tumbling. You know, she could get all of her level two tumbling year number five, make it clean. I'm okay. I believe you. I got you. 
I see where you're at. She tried out at a different gym who doesn't know her from Adam. And after a week, they said, you should be on our novice team. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying. Well, I'm buying. I, I believe you when you say they moved her to they moved her to novice, not even like prep, but to novice. I'm not buying. She has all of her level two tumbling clean all caps. Why would why would a t you know they just said I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying that she has all of her level two tumbling clean. And then they're like, you know what? You're not even good enough for our prep team. Like, we're going to move you from prep to novice. I don't know. I'm not buying it. So, anyway, I might be crazy. I could be totally wrong. I guess there could be a logical explanation for all this, but it's not adding up right now. Something smells fishy. So, we move to names in another gym. Halfway through the tryout, halfway through trying out at the gym that I think is, you know, a pretty good gym. Before the teams were announced. So she's saying that before they even announced the teams, they tried out at this other gym. Um, she's now basing on the mini elite team versus flying on the prep team and loving it. So one gym was going to have her. Looks like the good gym, the summit, the team that won the summit was going to have her fly on the prep team. This other team that she's now with, She's going to fly, or so she's going to base on their mini elite team, and she's loving it. They're also saving a bunch of money now because of, you know, the way they structure their tuition. Um, this other gym, the gym she's currently at, also goes to different competitions than their original gym, even though they are the same team and in the same city, or sorry, same division and same city. Just wanted to give you an example it's not always about level one versus level two. Now, guys, you can call me crazy, but I'm pretty sure I just read. She This ended with, just want to give you an example. It's not always about level one versus level two. Um, however, everything she just said previous to that, Spelled out that it was about level one, level two. Now, not literally level one, level two, but she was on a prep team. She moved gyms. She tried a different gym. They said, well, you're going to go to our novice team. And then this other gym said, we're going to put you on our elite team. And she said, well, you know what? We're going to go to the elite program, the team that put us on elite. So that's exactly – am I crazy? Y'all can call me crazy. Maybe I'm misunderstanding something, but it sounds like – that was a terrible example of it not always being about level one, level two, because that's literally what you just said. So there you go. Um, but she says they will not be moving again. And, you know, hey, if you don't want to move anymore, don't move. You want to move? Feel free. That's your prerogative. Anyway, guys, um... Hopefully we're back at it again next week with um with B or the special guest. But guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. <laughs>